Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network Daily Live NHL Show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on YouTube as Edgework, on Twitter at Edgework Show, and you can track all of our picks in the BetStamp app. You click that Find Betters button, you can find us on there as Edgework. We are up on the year. I think we took a little bit of a hit thanks to uh, Alex Moretto coming back to the show on Tuesday, Ooh. but it's all good. Uh, you can let him know uh, how he screwed us over, fading the Leafs, taking Anaheim plus two and a half, and that was his big play, but uh, what a mistake. Uh, Rob is back this week, so we have a full four-man crew here, and Andy, I see you switched hats right before the show started. <laughs> Is that one of the hats that you're giving away on uh, on Twitter at Digital Gambler on Twitter? I don't know. Maybe it is. No, I, I, I've got a I've got a box of 15 hats. I'm splitting them up uh, into into five hats, uh, three different boxes. Going to give them give give those away to uh, just randomly to some of my followers. That if you head on over to my my Twitter account, you can see the tweet there pinned to my profile. Uh, just retweet that comment with your your favorite team, not necessarily NHL. There's some. Uh, I'm not saying you're gonna get your favorite team, but you know, you know, I'm, I'll try to I'll try to I'll try to stay away from the ones you hate and the the ones you and and maybe throw in one you like if uh, if it works out. But yeah, I'm gonna give give some hats away. I, I fucking love these hats. 47 brand cleanup hats, yeah. most comfortable comfortable hats out there. I've got like 40 of them now. Uh, I, it's gotta get in that hand. Do you sign them before you give them away? Uh, I, well, I sign them with something. <laughs> uh, 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 so some there there will be some bodily fluid in the package. <laughs> the sweat and tears of you putting the package together is what he's referring to. Everyone, <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's dig into some of the games that went were underway last night. Let's start with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They go into Florida. They win this one four to two on the road. Latang a goal and an assist, and this is coming about a week after he's had his second stroke since being in the NHL. This one holding him out for much shorter period of time than his previous stroke, but still absolutely incredible when you consider this guy has had two strokes during his time in the NHL. He's come back to play after both of them and is still a very good defender. And he joins this Pittsburgh team that was rolling before he left, continued to roll after he left, and then is still rolling while he comes back here. They're 8-1-1 in their last 10. They're on a seven-game win streak. 9-3 and 2 at home, 9-5 and 2 on the road. It doesn't matter where they play, when they play or who they play. This Pittsburgh team right now, Rob, they continue to uh they continue to be dominant. Yeah, they were kind of unlucky earlier in the year where they were playing well and not getting results, but you look at the since the beginning of December for the Penguins, they're just short of plus 10 expected goals in December. We're not even halfway through the month. So they've been playing really good hockey and they've finally been getting the results that go with it. I'm very impressed with their decor just in general. They don't have a single D-man who's dragging them down right now. Marcus Pedersen has been great for them so far this year. I, Jeff you know, I I'm always, too. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm always concerned about the third line with Pittsburgh. That's the one that bothers me a bit. Um, Carter, McGinn, and Kapanen's back in the lineup now after you know being a healthy scratch for a while. I do think that they inevitably are going to have to make some upgrades, especially in that third, you know, that that third line for their forward group if they're going to be competitive going forwards. But we're now seeing like them on the opposite end of like the the luck spectrum where they you know they continue to put together those 
good games generally, and they're getting good goaltending, good defense, and they're finally starting to get the results. So I think the Penguins are are a legit contender. Um, you know, I do think that they'll eventually make some upgrades, but they've been a team that I've been looking to back now for, I mean, I probably bet on them more than any team in the league this year, if I'm being honest with myself. And it's finally nice to start seeing the results over the course of the last, uh, you know, two weeks or so. Yeah, I was on the, I was on the Penguins um, yesterday uh, against the Panthers. Uh, I got a really good price um, kind of overnight early into the day. Uh, Pinnacle had plus better than plus 105. A lot of other books had around that price as well. Um, did not know Matthew Kachuk was going to miss the game. That was a bit of a surprise. But I was really, really surprised where that game closed. I thought the Pens should be, you know, kind of minus 115 on average and um, against the Panthers and Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, and uh, and they, they were, you know, still available at minus 105, minus 110, even after the Kachuk news. And I was a little surprised by that. I thought that uh, they should have closed higher, but um, they played well. And yeah, like they, I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if I, I don't know if they're like a wagon right now, but they are definitely uh, a contender for sure, and um, a team that I think is clearly being a little bit undervalued uh, more often than not. Yeah, this is the Penguins team I've ever you know ridden on a couple of times uh, through the different streaks, and like you mentioned with Latang coming back, that's just incredible. One for a guy to have two strokes before the age of forty or fifty, he's at, you know going to be thirty six soon. That's a, remarkable that he still has this long of a career and come back, get a goal and an assist uh, in the last game. And now if you look back, the nine games, the last nine games he's been in the lineup, Penguins are eight and one. So as you mentioned, Rob, that defensive core getting better, which is something we haven't been able to say about the Penguins for years. They've always had injuries on that blue line. And really when they've struggled, it's been because of the goaltending and the defense. Now that they're getting that uh, on top of Sidney Crosby, who he's also kind of quietly – as big of a superstar as he is, and we talk about him all the time, he's quietly putting up some big numbers. And to see these the, veterans, what are the leaders at five on five in goals per sixty right now? I think he's yep. third in the league right now. Yeah. So really having a great season. Yeah. So to see these veterans, you know, continue to flourish, at, you know, after all these years of, of winning and playing hard hockey, playoff hockey over the years, their bodies have taken a toll, but they're looking really good right now. They're one of those teams to watch out for in the East. Was there any update on Malkin uh, last night? So he scored. It was a it was a Crosby slap him. shot that yeah. went off his knee, dropped him like a ton of bricks to the ice. It went in the net. They go up three uh, one. I think it was the three one goal. Uh, and then he had to he, like he was down, man. He was in a lot of pain. You rarely see guys get get hit with shots and be in that much pain. So I'm kind of worried about him. I, I have not seen an update on Malkin yet either. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't read anything. Just, Probably no. just a stinger, if I had to guess. Like, just really got him good, but it was inside the knee, so who knows? Uh, it was a weird, it was a weird shot, man. And like, I was talking to my dad the other day about just how how crazy it is. You know, you see guys like they 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 wind up a third of the way, uh, and and they're shooting the puck like you know ninety. <laughs> like, you know, it was only like ten or fifteen years ago that we thought a hundred was you know uh, just a crazy speed. Wow, that's insane. Look, Charak and slap shot the puck. Uh, you know, faster than anybody else. Now everybody does that. It's it's crazy. You never know with those shots either. Um, not to bring it all back to Toronto, but but John Tavares took one oh, of those okay, okay. like three weeks ago, where it looked <laughs> like he was gonna like he was down on the ice and they had to carry him off the ice, and he mm -hmm. came back into the same game afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So you never know with those, but like I I think yet yeah, some of those just like they hit you and like immediate pain that it's hard to shake for a little bit, and then eventually you just get over it. And you're back. Yeah. 
I thought Rob was going to talk about like Mitch Marner shooting the puck 90 or something there. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing we've talked about on this show before is uh, goaltenders and their importance. Well, that's couldn't possibly be more evident than what's going on in Carolina right now. You kind of have a situation where your starting goaltender goes down. And I mean, if you followed him through his time in Toronto, you'd know that it's no surprise he's going to go out and miss a bunch of the season and probably practice and then tell everybody that he can't come back and freddie anderson because that's just what he does but that's just me being bitter lease fan who watched him do that over and over again here um but then they also lose their backup and then they have to go to peter i hope i'm saying that right peter peter kochetkov uh he's eight one and four on the season so far so far two oh two Goals against average, a 923 save percentage. He He's tied for the league lead in shutouts with three right now. Um, Rob, is it time to maybe jump on the Kachetkov train for uh, for the Vesna? So the first thing I noticed last night is the game started. They haven't given up a goal yet. I'm like, I got to see if anybody's still got a market on this guy to win Calder. Because, I mean... Maddie Beniers at this point is probably the like the runaway favorite. I think he's got 22 points now in 29 games. There's no one really that's going to challenge him. Maybe Logan Thompson. But if Kachetkov plays a lot and continues to put up these numbers, how do you not throw a dart at 20 to 1? Like I'm I'm at pulling up DraftKings right now, 20 to 1. Starting goalie, being there for a while. I mean, the numbers are not just like luck numbers either, right? 6.92 goals saved above expected in 13 starts. He had the back-to-back shutouts before last night. We know Carolina is going to win games. I, you know, like that's kind of important as well, right? At the end of the they're season. They're getting they're... healthy too. Exactly. So, but um, what, what do they do with Ranta when, when Anderson comes back? What do the, what do they do here? What's, what do you think, what do you think is the path forward as far as, you know, like they, they've got to get rid of one of these guys when Anderson comes back. So. I never know with that organization because they trade in Adelkovich uh, when like, yeah, true. Yeah. Everyone was like, how the hell could you do that? And they kind of turned out to be Apparently right. They were really smart for doing that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I, I don't know what they'll do, but I assume Rant is just going to be the odd man out at this point. Like they're, I, I mean, really the next month or so will tell, I guess, with, um, with the way Kachetkov plays here. But uh, I, I, 20 to one to me just seems like, I like I like throwing darts on on starting goalies when they come in and they you know they're going to get a bunch of starts for a good team especially uh, yeah. and I think that like that's a pretty decent widely available bet right now. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. And honestly, you know, this is a guy that I watched uh, his run with the Chicago Wolves. He won the the Calder Cup. Basically, I mean, the performances he turned in in that Western Conference final and the the Calder Cup final were tremendous. And a lot of people were saying that this guy could be the goalie of the future for Carolina, uh, even though they had, you know, a bunch of other guys at Jack LaFontaine in their system at one point, and then he moved on. Like you mentioned Ronta and Anderson, guys who can't stay healthy. I'm sure one of them will probably get moved with a lot of teams needing some backup help uh, moving forward. So, you know, they're in a good spot. And if Kachekov, they can keep riding him and get that kind of hot run, maybe – you know, Jordan Bennington type run, who knows what they could do. Yeah, I think the, the interesting thing about him, too, is that he is apparently, like, a really big team guy and, like, uh, somebody that, like, everybody loves in the locker room. He's pretty outspoken, I guess. He's, like, a fiery guy, yeah. not in the, the way that Jordan Bennington is, like, the bad way, but, like, I think <laughs> I think the team rallies around that and likes to play in front of this this kid. So it's, you know, it's I mean, it's, it's something that, like, he... he 
his he's he's definitely like set himself up to be the goaltender in Carolina for a while. He's got some fire in him too. There was a, there was a clip of him almost getting into a fight during the playoffs yeah. uh, last year. So yeah. if Bennington yeah. tried to run his mouth and it's a oh. Carolina State Louis <laughs> game, we might actually get to see a goalie fight. So. Oh, that <laughs> would be awesome. It would be. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm seeing a comment here as well from International Cow saying LeBron wrote this morning that they're going to carry three goalies. Oh wow! Thanks for so the comment. That's okay. uh, yeah. that's interesting, and that's that's good thing for for Rob's bet for sure. Uh, that that they're going to continue. You know that they're not going to send him down to the minors or whatever. Yeah, but if anybody else wants to comment on the show, you can head over to the YouTube channel, Edgework. You can comment in real time, ask questions, provide info like that, uh, engage with us. We'll read the comments, bring them up on screen and go throughout the show. Unfortunately, we don't see them in real time on Twitter. So if you have commented already or you would like to comment and you are on Twitter, make sure to head over to YouTube to do so uh, Andy another game that kind of went on last night it's actually the hat that you're wearing right now the Buffalo Sabres end up defeating the Colorado Avalanche if you I, I didn't get to watch this game I was talking to Rob and Alex prior to and I said like basically I went to the box score look at what happened read the game feed and then go to uh, money puck and pull up the deserve to win a meter and it's a rob was it telling me like this one was a little bit misleading if you look at the deserve to win a meter it's 76 percent of the time the avs deserve to win the game last night but buffalo jumps out to a two nothing lead earlier early on in the game tage thompson grabs goal number 24 on the year um then they just hang on to defeat the colorado avalanche kind of what yeah what, what's think- going on there I think if you if you watch the game, Buffalo had a, a really um, good start, and obviously they you know they they scored early uh, and got that lead. Um, and while it did look like they were merely just kind of hanging on for for parts of that game, I, I do think that they had a plan. They went in there and they they really tried hard to keep the the abs to the outside. And I think a lot of what Colorado did last night was more quantity than than quality. And the, the Buffalo. Buffalo could have been up big time early, like at the end of the, the first period, even after they were up to nothing, um, they had three or four chances where they could have buried a couple more goals. And um, yeah, like I said, they, they hung on and, and whatnot, but like the abs are just not good right now. Like they're, they're obvious. They can still outplay teams to some degree. And they've got obviously, you know, when you see guys like Nchushkin and Rantanen out there doing their thing, you kind of forget that, like, oh, they're injured because they do look like such a good team at times throughout the game, but, you know, this 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 team has not been scoring lately, and, and Buffalo is, is just a great offensive team right now. Um, defensively, obviously, they're a mess at, at points. I don't think they're going to be able to sustain any level of, like, great defensive play, but this they're definitely heading in the right direction. I think the Sabres are worth a look at times. Um, you know, you've got to pick your spots and, and whatnot, I guess. But um, they were they were definitely un- undervalued at, 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 you know, heading into that game. I got them around at plus 160, actually a little bit better than that, I think, at most shops. Um, and they were around plus 145. But then Owen Power tweaks something in warm-ups, doesn't yeah. play. So that could have been disastrous. Uh, it wasn't, but yeah, Buffalo is is definitely. I mean, like, like the goaltending is always going to be a concern. Uh, Uko Pekka Lukanen was like phenomenal last night at times, um, but yeah, like I, I think the Sabers are just they're 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 a different team. They're not like the Devils that are you know where they can dominate you, but um, you know their their underlying metrics are solid. They're they're not 
they're not a bad team and they've got they've got guys like you you watch Tage Thompson, Alex Touch coming down the rush. Like these guys are are skilled players and and they can you know really make you pay. So I, I think Buffalo is going to continue to score goals all season. Like they're you know they're three four goals is probably their baseline for most games and they've got a streak now of what 25 30, like 25 games where they've gone over in in most of them i think um and it's just a just a, a fun hockey team that i'm i'm, I'm going to be looking to bet on them as much as uh, i can reasonably can uh throughout the rest of the season as long as the um market doesn't catch up too much because i think they're you know i think they're a break-even team kind of so I, I, I agree with that. Like, if you look at Buffalo in the standings right now, like just sort by overall in the league, the teams around them are Montreal, Vancouver, St. Louis, Ottawa, Philly. Like, the Sabres are miles better than all of those teams. Like, the Sabres are the best bad team, quote unquote, like bad team in the league. Like, they're, 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 they're significantly better than all those teams around them in the standings. So, eventually, I mean, they, they have. They have games where like their their defense is such a huge liability, and that's what's going to end end up costing them a lot of times. Where they play great games, and then all of a sudden it's just like a couple pucks end up in the back of the net. But yeah. overall, I'm I'm very optimistic about that team going forwards. And if you get good underdog prices on them, they're like a team that's live in every game, in my opinion. Like they they could win any game, any night against any team, and you can't say that for like, you know, I mean, you can say that for every other team, but. It's just they're I, live. I'm much more like they they are like they're yeah. they're in it. That's what I, I just want to bet on teams that are in games. Like yeah. I mean, even if it even if if it, even if that team is one that can go down three or four nothing in the first period period, they're still in games because they have yeah. so much offensive skill. And um, in today's league, I mean, I think I think you know you look at you look at their underlying metrics and you compare them to a team like Nashville and it's probably pretty similar in a lot of ways. Like they're not that far apart in, in a lot of ways, but Nashville just doesn't have the same type of offensive skill. So it's like, it just puts the Sabres in a, a bit of a different class um, when you're, when you're talking about things from a betting perspective. I've said it a week ago, Buffalo is one goaltending upgrade and maybe a veteran blue liner addition away from being a legit wildcard contender. I wouldn't count out Eric Comrie. Like I, I, he had a rough start to the season. He's injured and stuff, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back at some point and, and is really good. Like he, he, he has pedigree. He was a high draft pick. And, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, you can't really count those guys out. So I, I don't think they're in a terrible position as far as goaltending. I don't think he was a bad bet. And I think it's too early to, to say whether, uh, well, can y'all talk about today's slate already, Dave? Where are the picks? Today's slate sucks, Dave. That's why we're kind of stalling here. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, maybe we can. The nicest way I was ever told to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, we'll get to it for you. Let's start with the uh, the battle of i mean i guess this is going to be a little bit of a conflict for alex here minnesota and chicago yeah. going head to head chicago is last in the nhl they've been a really terrible team all season long but on the other side you've got the minnesota wild who are starting to win some games getting in a more solid position out in the west there um you're looking at this game here tonight Best odds on it. It's moved a little bit since before we started the show, but Chicago plus 358, Minnesota minus 380 best odds. You got to really shop around to find that price. It's mostly four, minus 400 elsewhere. But, I mean, Alex, take us through the uh, this little battle you've got going on internally here in this game tonight. 
Well, it's not really that much of an internal battle. I'm a Hawks fan for life. I'm currently here in Chicago, but they are absolute garbage. And they're a team you can't <laughs> touch with a, a 50-foot pole. Uh, Minnesota, they've been winning ugly as of late. You know, they won nine of the last 12 games. But when you're struggling at home against uh, Anaheim and Arizona and you're blowing 4-1 leads against Dallas and get lucky to win in a shootout, I mean, the points are what matters. It looks great on, in the standings. They're third now uh, in the Central after having an abysmal start. But they're just finding ways to, you know, they're, they're scratching and clawing in every game against teams that they should be putting away if they want to be a legitimate contender in the West. Yeah. That being said, the Hawks, I mean, they just can't get out of their own way. They've been held to one goal or fewer in four of the last five games. They should have got shut out last night. Logan Thompson stood on his head, and the Hawks just can't generate anything right now. And Minnesota's been dominant against the, the Hawks. They've won six in a row. I think they start off hot and early. If you shop around, you could still find some even money with laying a half a goal in the first period. But I'd probably lay a dollar ten here, and I don't do that too often. Usually, I want to look for a big plus price when uh, laying that half a goal in the first period. But I just don't see where the Hawks get off, uh, you know, any great chances. More than likely going to be Morazic and Net uh, after Soderblom played last night. Morazic's been awful. Uh, his goal saved above average. I know he's toward the bottom and just he hasn't looked the same coming off these back to back groin issues. You see his his post to post movement. It's much, much slower now. And, you know, I mean, it's great for the Hawks in the long term, long run. We're trying to get Connor Bedard. But, uh, you know, as far as betting value goes, you can't look for anything Hawks related. You got to look at their opponents, team totals, you know, first period uh, overs, first period puck lines. That's the best, best way to go when uh, the Hawks are playing. Yeah. yeah, and you guys uh, in Chicago are hard for Bedard, and whoever this is in the <laughs> chat here is, seems yeah. to be Ooh. as well. But check that out. I love the porn spam <laughs> yeah. bots. You know you're doing something right when the porn, porn spam bots are on you. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so um, we locked that in on the bet stamp app, just so everybody knows as edge work. Uh, you can track that in real time, see what... Uh, see the picks in real time as they come in. Yeah, it's just, the, the, it's, I think, you know, this is a situation where you look at like a team like Chicago, they're a team that I look to bet at when they're playing at home, or bet against, sorry, when they're when they're playing at home a lot more. I, I think the the market kind of overvalues their home ice advantage that they, they, yeah. they really don't have. Uh, and you can get some decent prices. I mean, some they've had some pretty good teams come in and play them. Uh, priced around the minus 190, minus 200 area. Uh, that probably should have been minus 240, minus 250 uh, in those games, like the Winnipeg Jets and whatnot. Um, and uh, and yeah, so I think uh, I think Chicago is a team that I'm I'm kind of weary of, you know, betting against in any way when they're on the road at these prices. So it makes it pretty tough. There isn't a worse crowd than a six o'clock home start for the Blackhawks. It's been like that for (laughs) years. Absolutely dead silent. If they don't get a goal in the first 30 seconds, it's like half the crowd falls asleep. I think inside uh, info right there, guys. Yeah. Tyler Johnson re-aggravated his injury last night too, right? He finally came back after six weeks, hurt his ankle again. So that Nothing's sucks. going right for that team. I mean, maybe it is going right for them if it ends up with Bedard being the pick, right? You yeah. can't say that. But uh, I mean, <laughs> like Morazic's a disaster. I, I only back Chicago or even consider backing them if Soderblom is starting. And like maybe if they went to Soderblom again today, you can maybe justify like a dart at plus 350 or whatever just because he's actually capable of stealing a game. Whereas Mrazic is not anymore. Yeah. But and I think Alex made a great point there. The Wild just don't run away with any games. And they very well could run away with this game today because Chicago is the worst offensive team in the league. They're the worst defensive team in the league. But uh I think uh, I think it's you know it's still a pretty tough price. Yep. 
Yeah, Soderblom, or if you follow Alex on Twitter at AXSmithSports. Yeah, you see him tweet Soderbum <laughs> yesterday. I'm scrolling through my timeline. I just see Soderbum. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he gives, he gives up the softest goals. He'll make he'll make five great saves, and all of a sudden he gives up a goal that, you know, a high schooler could stop. So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, next game here tonight, St. Louis, Calgary. St. Louis heading into Calgary for this one. We're currently sitting at... Plus 196 best price, Calgary minus 200. Uh, that one is a little off mark. You can kind of find them around minus 210, 215 to 220 if you're looking at some of the other places here on this game here tonight. But uh, St. Louis, they've got a whole bunch of players in the trade rumor mill now. I mean, obviously, anytime star players are going to come up, you're going to see uh, you're going to see some of them associated with Toronto, like Ryan O'Reilly was with the uh, I think it was Pierre LeBrun report the other day, but. I mean, that is a team that's going to have to start looking and trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do out there because they're 11th in the West. They're three points out of a playoff spot, but they're tied with Vancouver in that division. And they're basically kind of doing the same thing where you don't really want to be in no man's land where you just miss the playoffs and you get a shitty draft pick. They're on a two-game win streak right now, 4-5-1 and one in their last 10 have not been great they're kind of just up and down they're they're there they exist and calgary is a team everyone thought was going to be a whole lot better coming into this season and it just hasn't really worked out for them so far they're tied with colorado for points for the last spot in the western wild card but they're out technically based on points percentage and right now they're on a four game losing streak having lost to columbus toronto montreal and vancouver i mean I don't really know what to uh, make of this game as you go into it. I would give Calgary the edge, obviously. But, Rob, do you think this is fair? Minus 200 for Calgary at home against St. Louis? So one of the, the issues, I guess, with evaluating this game now is we have no idea what the goaltending matchup will be in this game. And I could see it being either Markstrom or Vladar, and I could see it being either Grice or Bennington. Regardless of who it is, though, all four of those goalies this year have a GSA a below zero, uh, goal saved above average below zero. Um, goaltending hasn't been there for either team this year. Now it's not been like supremely bad, like some teams in the NHL, but you're getting pretty inconsistent average to below average goaltending on a nightly basis with a total of six. In my opinion, I think this is a pretty good overlook. Um, you look at the blues this year, they've pay, played very limited back to backs. The last one they actually did play was a one nothing game against Nashville. I think that's more of a testament to how Nashville plays the game um, than, than necessarily the Blues. But we look at previous Blues back-to-backs this year. They've been in like a lot of high-scoring games. They played the 7-4 game against the Islanders. They had a 5-4 against the Capitals, 5-4 against the Panthers. Uh, I think that this total is a little bit underpriced. I was expecting to see over six juiced. Um, pretty heavily towards the over in like the minus 120 range. And on top of that, the Flames have like a, you know, a pretty interesting dichotomy in terms of their scoring away from home versus at home. And for some reason or another this year, they've struggled to score uh, when they've been on the road. They had an extended road trip where they didn't score a lot of goals. At home this season, that hasn't been a problem for them. Uh, I don't like using arbitrary endpoints, but like if we look at the past month or so, they've played eight home games. They've scored three or more in seven of those eight home games. They've scored five or more in half of them. Um, I think that there's a pretty um, decent opportunity to play the over here. I, I think that you might get a Vladar-Grice game. Um, and, and honestly, 
I just see this being more open-ended hockey um, than, than the market is, is kind of capturing right now. Yeah. So I, I tend to agree with, with Rob on all those points. Um, I think I watched uh, a lot of the St. Louis Edmonton game last night and it was, it was intense. Like every single loose puck had an extra battle for it. Um, like it was a, it was a really high paced game and, uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of impact that'll have on the blues, um, today. Uh, but yeah, the flames, man, like I just, I'm kind of done. I'm over this team. They were such a fun team last year to, to ride with, um, this season it's been anything, but they are, you know, aside from their home and, and away splits they're you know, the a below average team in expected goals uh, on offense. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they rank high on defense in terms of goals against and whatnot, but they, they're still like Rob said, a ton of concerns about their goaltending. Um, I'm going to need to see big changes before I'm going to lay prices like this on the flames, uh, you know, even against the blues and who I think I've not, I'm not high on the blues whatsoever. And I've, I've faded them a lot this season. I think, uh, you know, they're one of the teams that I've, I've bet against um, quite a bit. But uh, I also think that they, they've, they're they a bit healthier. They're healthier now. You know, they might start to play better, right? And and their goaltending is going to continue to be a big concern as well. But they've got offense. That's something that the Flames might still struggle with. So I, I do. I am worry, weary of this, this Flames team. My only regret is that. I I didn't bet on them more. I bet against them more over the last that what week or so because they were offering up some some pretty good spots. Yeah, I mean I, the thing I'm looked at with the Calgary in the last game, I had the draw with them against uh, Vancouver plus three seventy. Both of these teams have gone to overtime in three straight meetings. So if you look at a three. I see a three eighty at Caesars right now for the regulation draw. But I do think this will be a high scoring game. Uh, Jacob Markstrom. I mean. He was brutal early in the in the game. He's been brutal in in early star or early in, yep. in games throughout the whole year. I think he's given up the first shot for a goal in six contests, and I think it was the second and fourth shots that went past him uh, to make it two nothing Vancouver on uh, their last game. So I would definitely look at that first period over. I see a minus a dollar thirty at bet online. That's a pretty cheap price. Like I said, even wherever whichever way you shake it with the four goaltenders that you could possibly get here. Uh, all four of them have been pretty bad, and especially in early, uh, early in the first period. So I don't think that's a good look. Uh, one minus a dollar thirty for the first period over. Yeah, like just before we, you know, I don't know if we're, we. I guess there's another game, eh? yeah. So, but like Calgary, their their expected goals four percentage at even strength since December fifteenth, the last month, roughly fifty one percent. Uh, Corsi percentage, shot attempt percentage, whatever you want to call it, roughly fifty three percent. They're not they're not dominating anybody like they were last year. This is the team that was up around the you know the high fifties in a lot of these categories, uh, as far as you know their percentage. Um, and uh, that's not the case this year. So I'm definitely I'm definitely weary of this this team as far as betting on them, especially as big favorites. Could you imagine how pissed Dave would have been if we spent all that time recapping other games and then only talked about two of the three games tonight? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Dave. We'll get to it. <laughs> but uh, uh, if you are watching on Twitter, just a reminder to head over to the YouTube if you want to comment. And uh, as Bacon Boy says here, 38 watching, only six likes. If you guys could hit that like. Um, but last thing in terms of that Calgary, game, uh, Calgary team. <laughs> Please don't. Please no, don't. That'll... We don't want the thumbs downs. <laughs> yeah. We want the yeah, thumbs right. ups. <laughs> uh, I can take my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's for the uh, that's the Edgework OnlyFans channel. You then you'll a, see that's a separate off. subscription. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, International <laughs> Cow saying uh, I played Calgary one point five two last night. Have torched so much CLV and money on Calgary this yep. year. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah. unfortunate. All right, final game. Barn burner of a game here tonight. I'm sure everyone's going to have this one on their TVs. Uh, the Islanders heading to the Arizona State Coyotes University game. Uh, the Islanders, I mean, at this point, they're hanging on to the last wild card spot in the East. They're on a two-game losing streak here, but it's good teams that they lost to. They lost to Boston. They lost to Carolina. They're 5-4-1 in their last 10. They're one point up in the on the Capitals right now in the uh, in the Eastern Division. I mean, this Islanders team is probably about where they should have been last year, taking away that absurd beginning that they had where they couldn't play at home. Then they dealt with all the COVID and injuries and stuff throughout the season. That's kind of just a one-off year. It was really, really poor. They're not the greatest team. They are getting a lot of help from an incredible goaltender that they have back there and probably a good goaltending tandem even at that. But going up to face a very 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 bad arizona team who at least competes on a nightly basis you're at least seeing this one minus 172 for the islanders tonight plus 158 for the coyotes alex is there anything in this one that kind of stands out to you yeah it's interesting i'm sure the islanders can sympathize with the arizona coyotes they had a 15 game uh, road trip early in the year last year when they were building UBS Arena. Of course, Arizona waiting for Mullen Arena to have actual locker rooms. It took them 14 <laughs> games to be away from home in a, in a month of play. But uh, this is going to be a, a snooze fest. Thankfully for people in the Central and East Coast, this is a late enough game. You don't need melatonin. Just watch this and you'll fall asleep. I like the draw <laughs> here. Uh, you can find it at plus 347 at Pinnacle. Uh, these are two teams that always kind of play each other low and slow. There's not much uh, offensive punch, especially with Arizona. They have been getting some good goaltending from Corral Vamelka. I think he's a guy who we could see get moved by the trade deadline. I think some team could really use his uh, you know, uh, talent in net way more than Arizona, of course, who they're trying to tank and be one of the worst teams in the league. And like I said, the Islanders, they just, they're, they're always going to revert back. Their default is playing defensive games. Lane Lambert's a disciple of Barry Trotz. He wants to kind of, you know, uh, you know, throw the body, control the uh, puck possession between the blue lines, not allow a lot of quality shots. I don't think there's going to be much quality uh, from either team in this game offensively. So I like to draw here at plus 347. I uh, I look at this and, you know, what Alex just said about it being a snooze fest, um, throwing my model out of this for a minute, you know, I think the Islanders should be priced around minus 185 with Sorokin in goal. But, um I arbitrarily I don't I don't like the idea of betting on the Islanders here. I think I think this is a, a spot where, you know, if they, if it is a snooze fest, if they do walk into this game a little sleepy, um that that definitely works in the Coyotes favor. I think we've seen games from the Islanders where they don't necessarily have great starts and they can get behind and they can have a hard time, you know, digging out of that. So, um Arizona is a team that I'm obviously not looking to, to bet on very often. Um, but just, just based on gut feel, I, I, I don't like the Islanders in this spot and, um, they've, they've, maybe it's, maybe it's a personal thing. They've disappointed me in spots where they, they should have played a lot better this season. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, kind of feeling, feeling burnt by them, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, that's, I don't really want to lay 
expensive prices with the Islanders. They give me a lot of Rangers vibes from last year. Uh, I'd much rather back them like in a pesky underdog role when they step up in class, like against the Bruins the other night. They end up losing the game, but that's sort of the, the better spot for the Islanders. Uh, I like a player prop in this game. Um, Anders Lee has not had a great year. He's going through one right now. He's got one goal since November 10th. Uh, very unheard of for a player of that stature. But he's steadily been seeing an uptick in up in ice time recently. This was before Beauvillier was out of the lineup. So he's played 18-plus minutes in five of his last seven games. He's still on power play one. The thing with Anders Lee, he's a career 14% shooter. He shot 17% last season. This year, he's at 10.6%. And he's had 49 medium or high-danger unblocked shot attempts in 30 games this season. So he's averaging over one and a half per game and he's only generated nine goals on the season. This is going to turn eventually. I think this is the perfect opponent for it to turn against. The Coyotes, three and a half goals allowed per 60 minutes in all situations this year. Um, some people look at this and be like, Anders Lee, plus 200. Like, you're not giving me enough based off the fact he's only got nine goals this year. I think that Lee is probably a good bet for the foreseeable future. Um, and I do think that he's primed to go on a tear at some point very soon so i think it starts tonight against the lowly arizona coyotes and i hope that's good enough for dave in the chat today <laughs> uh so there you go there all of the picks that were given out on today's show you can track them find them in real time in the bet stamp app you click that find betters button you can find us as edgework there but uh picks that were locked in today right now minnesota first period Puck line, uh, plus 100. Calgary, St. Louis, first period over, one and a half, minus 130. Calgary, St. Louis, game total over six, minus 101. So we are looking for a bunch of goals in that game there. And then you I don't have me. anything. I'm just going to bet that everybody has fun tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then going to the, uh, Coyote, the Coyotes Islanders game, Andersley, anytime goal and a regulation time tie in that game there as well. Uh, a couple things in the chat real quick. Uh, Don Schultz saying Vamelka confirmed. And mm -hmm. then uh, Jordan Mosell saying Matias. I still don't know whether it's Maselli or Michelli. Rob, maybe you can. Uh... I mean, it depends. <laughs> like in the Italian, well, it's not. Matias is the first name. So, but like typically, yeah, yeah. the way that it's spelt would be Michelli, would okay. be the way that it would be pronounced. Um, but he's saying Michelli for Calder. So I I looked at, I looked at this a couple days ago because he has like 20 points this season or in like 25 games, but they're all assists, and that just does not <laughs> like that doesn't resonate with people. All right? second assists, yeah, <laughs> like, like you know, two goals and 18 assists is not gonna is not gonna resonate versus you know Beniers, who I think has 12 goals right now this year. Like right. there's a pretty sizable gap, even though they're both very close in points. So um, I looked at the pricing. He's in like the 15 to one range at most books right now. I don't think that's enough to bet a, a Coyotes player to win. The and and Beniers is playing against a, a, like top competition every right, night. I mean, right, he's like yeah. leading the team, right? Like, yeah. So. Yeah. I, I really do think outside of Beniers, like there's a pretty big gap and then you have Logan Thompson. And now I think Kachetkov is like the guy, if you're going to look for a dart, you go for Kachetkov. Yeah. 
All right, fair enough. Well, thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. You can find us on YouTube as Edgework. Make sure to click subscribe, like this stream if you haven't already. And if you're watching this back, make sure to like it. If you do miss the live streams, you can find us on all podcast platforms. So you can you can listen to it there. You can also watch it back on Twitter, on our Twitter account at Edgework Show. So make sure to check that out. And if you're looking for any type of other sports content, make sure to go over to the Hammer HQ where you can find NFL, NBA, more NHL, anything like that, college football. You can find it all there on the Hammer HQ, the hammer.bet. If you're looking for more hockey content, you can also find Alex's stuff, his Twitter at AXSmithSports, and you can find him at the Ice Guys podcast. And you can find Andy. Andy, I, I kind of was like, I wrote something up. I'm like, all right, I'll say this for Andy at the end. But I feel like it might be better if I just intentionally butcher it for you every time so you have to like <laughs> jump in and correct me on what it is. But uh Vison pro sus- subscription for andy you can find his uh daily nhl picks yeah something like that i, yeah, I, I write, I write daily articles that break yeah. down all the games and stuff but i really just want to focus on promoting my only fans uh, <laughs> i've had a hard time getting it off the ground not getting many subscribers right now i got one alex but uh it's that's <laughs> uh, he's the only one so far <laughs> Try to support the team. You know? <laughs> we support Actually, each other at the hammer. In, in their support the team. You've ordered a custom video every single day last week. Like that's that's a little above support. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I will actually ask you. I'll, I'll, I want oh, you to plug this say, as I'll well. Subscribe. <laughs> no, like, no, cool. I'm not doing that. Um, you you started streaming your streaming video games. Or yeah, I just I just messed around. I try to you know decompress a little bit. You know, hockey used to be a hobby. Now it's a well, over the last ten years, it's become a job. And video games have kind of taken the you know the the hobby spot. So where can yeah. people find you doing that? When is the Ben the Better competition coming? What's oh, this God. all about? You got another tortoise. Well, you uh... said you said OnlyFans. Um, so he 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 was like he did have a competition with someone who was yeah. running like a OnlyFans account recently, who oh, stiffed really? him for like 10k. But yeah. there actually is. We are in the works. I don't want to promise anything, but we are in the works on a Ben versus Tortellini part two, uh, probably post football season. So that's likely when it's going to happen. Uh, it'll be some sort of hockey and basketball joint competition, and we, yeah, we should do a we should do a calendar, like a twelve month better <laughs> calendar where like each guy gets a month and you know like pose and stuff like that. I think it would do good. We could give the money to Ben. Just point to your spreadsheet and you know in the background <laughs> or whatever. That would be pretty funny. Uh, people don't know this, but me and Andy dur- during COVID, we were trying to kill time, and we were gonna like you know stream some video games together and um, we played some pga tour uh against each other a few times and andy got taken to the cleaners so badly yeah. in those matches that he's just like no we can't we can't do this it'll be too yeah, embarrassing lost yeah. by like 16 strokes in an 18 hole match i mean you know, it's possible yeah you gotta stick to sniper elite four <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought Andy was gonna have a rebuttal to that. There's nothing. No, that's, this just, actually uh, happened. Like, this is a true story. Absolutely smoked. I uninstalled the game afterwards. <laughs> Cracked the disc in half. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Again, you can find us on YouTube at Edgework Show. Only you can fans. Find- all of our picks on the bet stamp app in the find better section as edgework and you can find us on twitter at edgework show 
Rob, Alex, Andy, thank you guys so much for all the insight today. And I look forward to talking to everyone next Friday.